Hi, I'm Marjorie Gwenya. I am a coach, author, and non-executive director. I hope you enjoy listening to these podcasts, and I encourage you to follow the InsureTech Business Series for very interesting and up-to-date industry information. Welcome to the InsureTech Business Series podcast. I am Fulimi. And I am Gamola. And together... We host the most exciting podcast on insurance and insurtech-related topics in Africa. Stay tuned. Bro, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Damola. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, great, great. Uh, how, how has it been, uh, you know, building Octomile? I know we're going to a lot of details around what you're doing there, but, you know, generally, how has it been? Exciting. Um, precisely what uh, I'd love to be doing right now. So awesome. just excited to be building. Okay. Okay. I mean, for, for us, uh, we usually start off with uh, getting to know our guests. Uh, so maybe can you tell us a, a bit about yourself, your background? Yeah, you know, I think I have spent the last 10 years building tech businesses um, from e-commerce to online marketplace and uh, insurance, technology-enabled businesses. Um, but originally, I have a background in, in finance. Um, I, although I studied insurance in university, my first degree was in insurance. Oh. Uh, so I would say like I'm, I'm an insider, outsider. I studied insurance, but never really worked in any insurance organization. Um, so I, after studying insurance, I worked a bit in finance, uh, in investment research precisely, uh, worked in the private equity space and, uh, I think that's when I realized that I was more of an operator as opposed to being an, an analyst, someone who was crunching numbers with Excel spreadsheets. Even though I, I love numbers, I can tell stories out of numbers, but I realized that that wasn't really where my passion was. I, I was very envious of the, the, the other people who were um, working in the field and actually going to build these businesses work with the portfolio companies. So I realized I was more called for actually uh, being an operator. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, go back to school after my first degree. I got an MBA from uh, Lagos Business School. And uh, I think that was where I got the opportunity to uh, work with Jumia um, when it was about to launch in, in Nigeria. So I was one of the very first local recruits uh, out of business school uh, to help build Jumia, even though it was called Jumia. Uh, it was just called a random name that nobody knew about then. And yeah, so that, that was my foray into tech. And since then, it's just been... Uh, uh, trying to make value out of uh, technology-enabled businesses over the last decade. Um, having to, you know, gone through that journey, instead of, you know, at the end of the day, she us. Um, but did FinTech not at any point interest you? I mean, judging by the fact that, you know, you have 
the other financial sector. Um, where, why did you choose insurance? I mean, insurtech, actually. The way I see uh, insurtech, insurtech is definitely uh, a subset of fintech. Um, so if you look at the overall financial services space, insurance is a financial service. Um, so specifically, yes, looking at insurtech as a niche, uh, but I, I see it as still a, you know, a financial services that needs to be uh, figured out how it will be scaled in the life of uh, Africans. Uh, but um, also, I've you know, worked with a couple of uh, fintechs over the last year um, so I worked with uh, Opera Software, um, and you know I was part of the team that helped launch a lot of the old fintech products. Uh, so got a decent experience and exposure to the fintech space. But genuinely, what drives me to the insurance space, the opportunity I see in terms of. Uh, underpenetration and lack of expertise as well to actually innovate in that space. Quite, quite interesting what, what you said there, uh, coming to the insurtech space. Looking at, at, the, at the space generally, being one of the very first um, people uh, actually doing insurtech at the large scale with Octamal, uh, we're going to read about Octamal later on, but looking at the space, what are those things that you're seeing within the space that new players or, you know, people who are viewing this way from outside, you know, what should they be taking cognizance of within the Nigerian space, specifically where you are currently playing? What's your perspective are about the insurtech space? Uh, generally, we know it's growing, right? But then being one of the leaders, uh, you know, first people in, through that gate, uh, what are you seeing? Yeah, um, so I mean, it's exciting to see that uh, the insurance underwriters themselves are uh, increasingly um, interested in adopting new technologies. Um, and, you know, maybe it wasn't exactly the same five years ago. Um, so I was, I'll say I was part of the first wave of InsurTech many years when I co-founded an online car comparison platform um, and it, the difference uh, is worlds apart when, when we're setting that up and you know now in terms of the conversations now insurers uh, uh, some insurers have APIs five years ago no insurer in Nigeria had any APIs to share with you uh, that is you know, how to build a custom thing for you if any API enable thing um, so I think it's uh, exciting to see that uh, the provider themselves are uh, increasingly seeing the value in leveraging on technology to drive uh, distribution, drive adoption, drive an improved customer experience. Um, so I think even people who want to innovate in this space, um, I think it's something to um, take advantage of uh, in terms of uh, trying to help the insurers more. Quite interest, interesting times uh, generally within this space, yes, just like you said. And a lot of people are talking about you know, what exactly can work within this space. You know, the, the elephant in the room is um, under penetration, uh, low level of penetration, right? Um, yes, the insurers are getting to grasp technology and more open to some of these ideas, but what models can work? What 
ways can we get more people insured, get people to enjoy insurance more? Uh, and, you know, the whole idea around um, embedded insurance, right, is is something that has been floated around and uh, has been brought to the fore even as a result of COVID. When you hear embedded insurance, um, what comes to your mind? And uh, is that something that you think that can get us to where we are going or be an enabler to where we are going, the way we want to be uh, in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, so it, it's quite interesting that um, everyone seems to be throwing around the world embedded insurance. Um, uh, but but also it, it speaks to the trend in recent times, uh, even embedded finance. And so it's, it's in, insurance uh, providers or insurance players trying to leverage on uh, new trends. However, I think a lot of people just look at it at the surface and don't really, still don't really understand the nitty gritty about uh, embedded insurance. Um, and for us, you know, I've been talking a bit about Octoma, we, that's where we kind of like see us adding value to the ecosystem because we're a mix of insurance professionals and technology professionals professionals. So we have a clear Side of, I mean, where a lot of other people have blind spots of uh, how to innovate and where to innovate. And so we're able to use our unique positioning and unique experience here. So that's, 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 that's quite interesting. And I mean, now that you did mention Octama, maybe you could tell us a bit more about what you do at Octama. What is Octama? Uh, and uh... What are you trying to build? What are you trying to sell? Yeah, so Optima essentially is um, we see ourselves uh, on a mission to simplify access to insurance uh, across Africa, uh, starting from Nigeria. Nigeria is our launch uh, country. Uh, Nigeria also is one of the largest uh, opportunities in the African space. So it makes sense to, to start from Nigeria, where also, which has significantly low uh, insurance penetration at the moment. Um, so we launched it with Nigeria uh, with a mission of working with the entire ecosystem to simplify access to insurance. Um, so we are big on partnerships, big on uh, working with everyone within the ecosystem. So, for example, uh, in each insurance vertical or each insurance product, we want to collaborate with everybody within the ecosystem, everybody within that uh, value chain or insurance product experience so that we can integrate everybody more closely and um, provide a much better, unique experience uh, for end users. But essentially, everybody has pain points. Partners have pain points. Um, so we sit with everybody and say, hey, where are the pain points? How do we leverage on our APIs, which are highly customizable uh, to suit the needs of our partners? We would like to understand your model. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Adebo Ali Banjo. I'm co-founder, CEO at MyCover.ai, and we are building Africa's digital insurance infrastructure. For the latest news on insurance technology in Africa, keep listening to InsurTech Business Series and stay updated. 
So how does Optimile operate? So we've seen other insurtechs in the ecosystem and um, you could see, for instance, this particular company probably does um, recyclables to convert as premium. This person builds API. What, what, what model does Optimile operate on? Yeah, I mean, we're essentially software as a service provider um, and for depending on our customer, who the customer is, um, we work together to provide unique ways to integrate the, the data and the technology that we have. So it could be APIs, it could be white label software, it could be uh, artificial intelligence, uh, name it, whatever, right? We just enable our partners with our software and our solutions and find the, you know, the right way for them to, uh, for, for, for us to share the value there. Okay, um, I'm still going to press further. When I talked about, you know, other business model, um, what particular need um, in that insurance space is optimal trying to solve? So are you particularly focused on a product or a particular service? What what particular need exactly? Over the years, um, having built insurance products as well, um, I realized that a lot of people are innovating just at the, at, at the top of the problem and not going deep into the roots of the problem. So to be able to even offer a better product, there, there are a lot of pain points within the entire value chain. So we decided to roll back all the way to to the beginning in terms of uh, who's the customer, how, how do, do we even currently identify who a customer is, how do we onboard them, um, if a claims happens, how do we pay out. So we are essentially that tech partner who is helping to reimagine the entire concept of insurance for uh, insurance companies and also non-insurance uh, providers who have a large customer base and you know want to add insurance as, as, as a new product on their platform. We, we, we are that ecosystem partner who's leveraging that insurance experience and technology experience to provide this new kind of service. That, that, that's clear, right? And uh, I mean, it, it definitely means that you work with, uh, so you kind of like uh, the man in the middle, you're working with uh, insurers, right? And then also helping the insurers to connect with platforms, third-party uh, platforms who want to embed insurance on their platforms, want to sell insurance, uh, they want to use insurance, um, you know, to reward their customers and likes. So in, in terms of uh, of partnerships, I know that you you did announce um, a partnership with um, Drive Me. Yes. For for those kind of partnerships, right? So maybe if you can speak specifically to this partnership, but then generally as well about uh, how you approach you know this kind of partnerships with third party platforms. Yes, you're not an insurer; you work with insurers, right? But then in engaging those platforms who 
are you going to use these services, right? Uh, consuming your own APIs. Uh, what's the approach that uh, Optimal uh, takes? Absolutely. So I think one of the, the uh, key theme of um, our product is the, it's highly customizable for uh, different partners across a wide range of industries. Um, so we see ourselves not as an API provider, more of as a solution provider. Um, so we have more of a consulting engagement process where we sit with our partners to really understand where their pain points. And uh, we're like that doctor who's also working with you based on our knowledge, our unique knowledge of insurance and technology to recommend a, a custom program. So uh, we're not just taking off the shelf stuff for uh, to build because we realize that each customer, each partner has you very unique needs and um, our ability to remain flexible and meet this unique needs specifically um, is what, what, we, what we always try to achieve on every engagement. So drive me for, for example, uh, we are working with drive me across every area of their business from driver management to fleet management to be able to provide a very seamless experience and in-house um, insurance program uh, leveraging on our own technology stack um, and uh, with little or no effort um, they're able to uh, offer this new value to their drivers their partners everyone within their own ecosystem the, the overall theme for us is that we are working with our partners to build cost solutions that meet their specific needs. Great. Um, so so I, I hear you and I, I can tell um, from most of these things that you do that you are passionate about what you're doing, right? Um, so how, how exactly did you um, arrive at this point where you decided Octomile is the answer and you would like to build it? Very interesting question. Uh, I, I think Octomile is as a result of my um, many thoughts and many experiments and many learnings um, engaging over the years with insurance consumers and insurance providers. Um, the, the insurance industry in Af Africa is a, you know, Last I checked, about $60 billion per annum uh, premium industry. Um, and in Nigeria alone is uh, more than $1 billion in premiums per annum. Um, it's a huge opportunity um, that if you look at the penetration levels currently, less than 2%, huge room for, in, for, for growth. And within the context of our economy where a lot of people are open to financial shocks of every form, um, I think it's only about a matter of time and the right approach to innovate in this space. Um, so we are 
trying to um, along the line just make sure that we, we deliver that kind of uh, value. However, for me, it was you know what what is the big problems in the industry that need to be solved. Um, and when I was leading a couple of online marketplaces, I also saw the problems that uh, insurance providers faced. Um, you know when so I led an online marketplace for cars for for many years, for example, and um, we engage with the insurers a lot as a potential distribution partner. So many engagements there in terms of their needs and the problems that, that need to be solved, you know, coupled with my own experience over the years, my original background in insurance, I just felt this kind of seems to be a sweet spot and a recurring theme in my entire career. So I just find myself always coming back to insurance. So if you ask me, what would I do for the next 10 years? Uh, if there are top two, three things, uh, insurance definitely is one of them. And, um, you know, just trying to figure out what, what, what the best areas to focus on. I think insurance is a great opportunity. And that, that's why I'm doing this right now. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's quite interesting. And we're definitely rooting for, for Octamal and perhaps within that 10 years, Octama will be one of the uh, unicorns, InsurTech unicorns out of Africa. Oh, I say big event to that, um, but you know, <laughs> there's a lot of work that needs to be done, you know, and that's why I'm, I'm fully aware that it's a long-term uh, play here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to genuinely build uh, businesses that create value for both the mm-hmm. insurance providers and the, the consumers themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the key thing there, like you said, uh, it's a long-term play. A lot of people come into this space, uh, I guess they don't understand this because insurance is not bills payment, it's not uh, lending. It's a different service, right? Uh, and uh, the reason is why it's the way it is, uh, because you are providing um, a promise today because you're saying by the time something happens in the next two weeks, I will be there. Uh, if you compare what I'm going to pay you in two weeks compared to what you paid as premium today, uh, it's insignificant, right? So um, it's key. And perhaps maybe, can you talk a bit around uh, this understanding, right? And you talking from a point of, okay, this is how uh, you should approach it. I'm saying this because uh, there are a lot of people, again, that will be listening to this that are trying to get into the space. They are building for the space. The Bima Lab Accelerator Program, at least 10 startups are in that program. Many of these guys are not insurance natives uh, like you. What kind of mindset should they be having about engaging the space? I mean, one of them definitely has to be understand that it's a long-term play. Right? But then from your background, from what you have learned so far, you know, engaging with insurers and all the stakeholders within the space, what's the mindset that they should be having when building a solution for insurance in Nigeria and even in Africa? One, one thing that you sort of may touch on briefly is the fact that they need to actually fo- learn more about the core business of insurance. I think that's the role of uh, projects like the Bima Lab, where they are able to learn you know, more about the insurance product and engage with the insurance providers themselves. But I think generally, uh, beyond just plugging in technology into the whole 
insurance equation. I think a lot of people who want to innovate need to uh, spend time to grasp the core insurance business itself. Uh, that that would be one one key advice uh, on my end. And also, you know, uh, as always, when you're you're building, which is always a generic uh, startup advice I give, is you know push your product out. Um, don't waste time trying to fundraise, but you know actually build something and let users start to give you feedback. So at what points would you then advise these people to, you know, go ahead um, initiating, you know, fundraising exercises or, I mean, you've, you've just recently gotten, you know, funds, investments actually. And so what would you advise in, in that scenario? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty fortunate to have been able to raise a pre-seed round, and which I think is, you know, a mix of uh, speaks to the work we had already done ahead, even before we began speaking with investors. I think that uh, first of all, fundraising is a lot of work, and you know, don't look at the announcement. If you look at announcement, if you all, you know, a couple of calls or this just happened, this was just announced. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, so, and that could actually even distract one from actually building. But I think at some point, you've just got to, first of all, focus on, on building something that has a few customers. If you do that, investors will will be warmer to your product and in that eventually increases your, your, your chances of uh, fundraising. We already had um, a couple of customers already using our products before we were able to raise our, our pre-seed round. And we hope that, you know, as we scale that we, we are able to always find the right kind of partners who uh, we meet their threshold of risk at every point in time. So we were fortunate to have a mix of investors who had who had engaged over the years, you know, while I was building various things and who knew that we had put together a team that had a reputation to deliver and on top of that had actually bootstrapped a solid product with zero funding. So I think every product can be bootstrapped with a, to, to at least a minimum viable product. Um, if you you can't build your product yourself, look for a, a co-founder who might be able to help you build that technology in-house or at least reduce the cost of you building. I think that there's a time for everything in the life cycle of a business. There's a time to really focus on building and testing and showing early traction. And there's the time to, you know, focus on trying to get investors. Um, you know, for us right now, we're, we're at the stage of, you know, somewhat in between both. Um, we are still very early in our, you know, life cycle. And, you know, we're, we're super always excited to speak with uh, investors who specifically understand the insurance space, um, who can add value beyond that check that that they give. So for for us, it's always a bit of a a harder task because we are uh, genuinely trying to filter for long-term partners who uh, 
uh, really understand what we are we are building. And that's key, and that's key. And and uh, I mean, it's quite interesting to see that the appetite of investors are changing towards insure tech. I mean, that's needed, and I'm sure that that would definitely grow with with the number of insure techs that are, that are entering into this space, people building for this space. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we we believe here at IBS that insure tech is the next frontier for fintech in Africa. So. So for Octamile, what's the ambition? What's next? What are we hearing from you next? Ghana, Kenya, <laughs> South Africa? Yeah, I, mean, I think that um, our focus still is the, the last you've heard from us in terms of just trying to build out our current products and partnerships and add more value to the ecosystem in Nigeria. Nigeria is a huge opportunity on its own. Um, so we and there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, it, it's also harder when there are limited resources. So one has to find a balance in terms of the, the amount of resources that you can deploy or at any given time. So yeah. That's awesome to hear. Um, we're looking at you know getting something around expansion. I think in terms of in terms of expansion, you know, like I said, Nigeria is a huge opportunity. So really focusing on the six states of Nigeria alone is is a lot of work. Um, so we want to try and um, just build out for for Nigeria. Oh, okay, that that's I mean that's um, really a good one because again we have the numbers, we have the potential. And it's interesting to see that, you know, we need to have like good investors, you know, um, focusing on the Nigerian markets and, and that's, that's a good way to go. But, um, in building this, you know, um, in building Optimal, were there particular challenges that you had to face? I mean, in terms of, um, regulatory approval or the reception generally from, you know, the insurance space. I mean, in terms of partnership with insurance incumbents and, you know, other types of partnership. Well, I think that, um, like, like I said, it, things are, a lot of things are getting better now. And uh, even partners and regulators get the whole, whole, whole innovation uh, just better right now. So it's easier to to find partners that understand what, what you're doing. As long as you're playing within the, as long as you understand the, the regulatory framework, and just find where to play within this framework. There shouldn't be any issues. And so that, that's our own approach that, you know, since we're not an insurance provider, we're essentially enabling partners. Um, we have insurance provider partners. We have broker partners. Um, we're enabling these people with that technology. So it's uh, pretty much straightforward. There. Awesome. Uh, I mean, it's been quite interesting. Thank you uh, very, very much for for your time. Uh, it's been super interesting speaking with you, uh, learning about what you're doing and you know, just hearing about how much passion you have for this space. And we need a lot more people who are passionate about this space and are here for the long haul, who want to innovate for this space. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. We're rooting for you. And um, uh, it's a pleasure having you on. Thank you, Damola, for me, for having me. It was really nice chatting with you. 
Bye. And I hope you did enjoy that conversation. Quite interesting one. Do ensure that you continue to listen to our podcast and share as well with your colleagues and friends uh, future episodes and even previous ones on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on every platform that you get your podcasts. Right. And also don't forget to join the conversation on all of our social media platforms. We might have comments, reviews, as well as questions. Please do share on our LinkedIn page, on our Twitter page, as well as remember to follow us.